people see trouble coming and avoid it. Let's start there. Uh, last week we talked about uh, Jesus' story about the wise man and the foolish man. Right? And the wise man built his house upon the... And the foolish man built his house upon the... And the rains came and the wind blew. And the wise person's house built on the rock stood firm. And the foolish person's house built on the sand was destroyed. And the truth of the matter is that there are these two groups of people in the world. The wise and the foolish. Uh, the sensible, if you read this particular version. One person says the prudent, right? The wise. The person who does like God's way. That's what he wants for us. He wants us to be prepared. To think ahead, to anticipate. So, in my ministry, the, the, the Lord has blessed me to serve five congregations. This being the fifth, we got an issue with the sound. What would you like me to do? Check the plug. Check the plug. <laughs> How's the plug doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, it's plugged into me. Let's see what happens. All right. Um, where was I? I was hoping somebody was wise and the foolish, right? The wise. How to be wise, how to be prudent, how to think ahead. So when you're going from where you are now to where you're going to be next, the question is, what are the potential dangers out there? What are the potential challenges in the next, right? Uh, I'm going to be in a different job. I'm going to work in a different place. What will that be like? What are their expectations? What's the corporate culture? How should I be, what, how and what should I be doing now to get ready for next? We're going to have another child. What's that going to look like? What are going to be the demands on our time and on our money and on our energy? What do I need to do now? Are you ready for what comes next? I mean, we're, we know all about it because we're in this whole retirement game. And we're like, okay, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that look like financially? That's a little scary. What does that look like in terms of where we're going to be and what we're going to do? And if we move, you know, will we know anybody? And do we have to start over and praying through and planning all of that? Some of you know that God's been way ahead of us. We're praying. Would you pray with us? Uh, a friend talked to a friend and said, I know somebody who might have a house for sale. And before even listing it, we have a very interested buyer. And in the next 24 hours, something very cool could happen, right? So would you pray with us about that? But it's like, wow, God knows all about it. He's, he's with us. He's ahead of us. Now, what would be the prudent, the wise, the sensible thing to do to follow God's plan from where we are now to where we are next? And the funny thing is, in those five churches that I've served, there have been people, I mean, smart people, good church-going folks who got themselves into a mess, you know? They, they went into the what next thing, and they weren't ready. And it ate them up. You know, that new job situation did not work out. That relationship they were in went south fast, right? And you, you kind of look at the situation. I know, I'm sure you've had a similar feeling. You go, I didn't see that coming. 
Right? Couldn't you see that inevitably you were going to end up in a difficult place because, you know, read the tea leaves, right? <laughs> think about, think about where you are. Think about who you are. Think about what's going on now. Think about your struggles and your wounds and your, and your need and your brokenness. And then think about projecting that into the future. Didn't you see that coming? And now here's, here's the very interesting thing. King Solomon, Proverbs says, the sensible person sees it coming and does something about it, right? The see trouble coming and avoid it. There's two steps there. So here's what I know. Sometimes people don't see it coming. They're not thoughtful. They're not reflective. They don't ask for God's wisdom. They just barge ahead. It'll be fine. And it's not fine. And then there's a whole other group of people and many, many of us are there, I've been there, who are like, well, yeah, I don't know. There's some yellow lights, maybe even some red lights, but I want it. I want that next thing, you know? Kind of exciting, and, and I hope it'll be good, so I just barge ahead anyway. And I don't do what the Bible says. I don't take action to avoid it. I just hope it'll be better. So my prayer for you today, for me, for all of us, is as we move from where we are to where God's taking us, from now to what's next, we'll do both of those things. First, we'll say, Lord, show me the truth about me. Show me how I need to grow and change and how you need to work in me to get me ready. And then, Lord, give me the courage and the grace to do what I need to do. If you keep doing what you're now doing and those things aren't really helping, where's that going to take you? You know, you keep spending like you're spending. What's that going to look like in a few years? Keep treating people like you're treating people. How's that working? Where's that going? Well, you keep sort of excusing your your addictive habits and cycles, you know? <coughs> the things you know you shouldn't do, but you sort of almost can't help yourself. And whether it's what you spend or what you eat or what you drink or what you watch, if that doesn't change, where's that going to take you? And the Bible says that Prudent people, wise people, sensible people, godly people anticipate the challenges of the future and take corrective action. Part of the problem with many of us is that we're just not willing to do what needs to be done. We're not willing to ask God to make the changes in us that He wants to make. And a long time ago, I learned I have tried to be careful about this is now people understand that when God says don't do this and do do that, He's just trying to spoil our fun. You know, the, the Ten Commandments are not given by God to keep us from enjoying life. And they're given by God to keep us from ruining our lives. A long time ago I learned we don't break them. If we disobey them, they break us. We break ourselves. And so, seeing that from a godly perspective, 
Catch up what's, what's best for me. Someone told me many years ago, the Christian life is the life of least regrets. Not no regrets. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect, right? The, the, the life of fewest regrets. Least regrets. Forgiveness is possible. Change is possible. Growth is possible by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. He breaks the chains of our addictions. How amazing is that? He heals the brokenness in our relationships. He helps us to honestly say, will you forgive me? I was wrong. I want to treat you differently. I was talking to the men's ministry yesterday. And we're talking about family relationships. And you know that text in Ephesians that talks about husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church. And I said, here's the, here's the challenge of the Bible. Treat your spouse as if Jesus, how Jesus would treat your spouse. The way you speak to them, the way you act toward them, what would, how would Jesus relate to them? That says, fathers, don't exasperate your children, but bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Treat your children like Jesus would treat your children. What would it be like if Jesus was their mom or their dad? Treat them that way. God's done some amazing things in our family, particularly in these past uh, 40 years of ministry. And a lot of them have been done by humbling ourselves. Well, I was wrong. Oh, I'm sorry I said that. I shouldn't have done that. Will you forgive me? Let's forgive each other. Let's be family. Let's get through this. Let's move on. Let's, let's treat each other in a God-honoring way. Let's not sweep our differences under the rug and try to be nicer tomorrow and hope it makes up for the stuff we did yesterday. Let's do this right. Let's live out the scriptures in our home. And when that happens, friends, when, when God begins to change you and the dynamics and the relationships around you, you get ready for a better tomorrow. You take that with you. Wherever you go, whatever comes next. So today, I'd like to challenge you with a prayer based on this text. It's, about, it's on the outline that's in your bulletin. And I'm shifting through my notes to find it. It starts with the words, Heavenly Father. There it is. Heavenly Father, help me to see trouble coming long before it gets here. Can I get an amen? <laughs> How long? Long, long. Long before it gets here. That's part one. And then give me the wisdom to know what to do. That's part two. And the courage to do it now. That's part three. And when we pray that and mean that and live that, we get ready for what God has next in our lives. And so today as we think and pray and, and yield ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit, here's my question. Um, if nothing changes from where you are right now, what are the potential problems in the future? If something changed, if God shifted something inside you and in your private and personal world for the better, 
How would that play out moving into the future? And here's what I want to invite you to do. Um, I knew we were going to have a little more music and a few more special moments in the service today. So that's pretty much the message except for this. Let's do it together. Let's pray. Let's open up our hearts and minds to the Lord and ask Him to speak into us the thing He wants to say to us. So will you, will you pray? I'm going to invite the worship team to come because we're going to sing in just a little bit. While they're coming, um, join me in prayer. Lord, I thank you for your word that is so practical and powerful. Thank you for the challenge to be wise and not foolish. To look ahead and anticipate those problem areas that might trip us up. And to be willing today to say, Lord, rescue us, save us, help us. To see that coming a long way off and to take action about it. So, Lord, as we pray together this morning, may all of us be engaged in this prayer. Lord, is there something in me today you want to change? Lord, is there something that keeps tripping me up and dragging me down? And I really, really need to let it go and lay it down. Lord, do I need to get some help? Do I need to talk to a friend or a counselor or a pastor? Is there a habit you're trying to break and I'm hanging on? Lord, I know that your Holy Spirit can give me freedom. You can break the chains if I'll let you.
will I feel connected here? What if I spend my money and give to you and your work like I've been doing? Will you be honored? Will I be blessed? So, Lord, together today, right now, we pray. Give me the courage to do what I need to do, starting here, starting now. Help me, heal me, teach me, change me, grow me, correct me, <coughs> disciple me. Lord, I'd rather be embarrassed or hurt now than have a lifetime of shame and regret. So bring it on. I want you more than anyone or anything else in all the world. At least, Lord, I want to want it. I want to want you. So stir me up. Stretch my soul. Work in me in such a way that the person I am and I'm becoming will be the best person in that next thing, in that next stage, in that next relationship, in that next place. Thank you for the promise that if I will listen to you and agree with you and cooperate with you the next can be beautiful can be blessed so hear my prayer hear our prayers draw us close take us deep heal our wounds Purify our hearts. Intensify our love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's stand. And let's own it.